2: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can make a a $5 bet, and when that bad boy wins, boom, $200 in bonus bets. That's with code DNVR only on DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Eric from (laughs) D-Line. And I'm Adam Mares. Welcome into
1: the Denver Nuggets podcast.
2: Welcome. We will be talking basketball, but no, it's the DNVR Rockies podcast, and uh, got Brendan vote to uh, to talk about the Cardinals. Talk about baseball, pitch clock, triple
1: doubles. Whoa! But it's not what you think.
2: It's now a baseball thing because we decided it is.
1: We've got two versions of baseball triple doubles ready for you and some fun trivia.
2: We do, we do. Uh, the 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 news in, in Rockies camp not good yesterday. They did lose their first game in spring training. So I I know there was a lot of hype about you know the Rockies going like forty and O in spring training. And then you know you want to lose a couple actually during the regular season. Like you only want to win like you know 130, 135 during yeah, the regular right. that's season. That's right. Yeah. So it's probably good they got yesterday's loss out of the way, six to four to the Rangers. But probably the biggest loss uh, was was Brendan Rodgers getting hurt, and um, that that was really disappointing. But but the game started off with Austin Gomber having some struggles. This is this is spring training in a nutshell, because Austin Gomber kind of gets hit around a little bit. Only faces eight batters can only retire two, and comes out of the game in the first, and then what do we do in the start of the second inning? He comes back out to start the inning because it's spring training. Why not? Why not? It doesn't matter. It's, it's an exhibition.
1: We're getting ready for the season. I feel like pitchers, too, of all people, are working their rust off in this time, you know, and there's – I don't, it's funny when you listen to them talk about those outings. They almost never talk about the results, you know, yeah. in spring training. It's a very process sort of oriented reflection, which just gives you an idea of, of where they're at in the early, early, early season.
2: Yeah, that's a good segue because he had, did have a high pitch count. did have a bit of a lack of command. But here's actually Austin Gomber, a very upbeat Austin Gomber, talking about that performance that results-wise wasn't great. He's feeling pretty good about it, and here's yeah, why. There you go.
0: I want to know more about a pitch that works better at altitude than this elevation. And how do you know that it's working when you're working on it during spring training?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of different things that go into it. Spin and vertical break is going to be muted or pushed down a little bit when you go up to altitude, and then obviously you're going to see more results. Closer to sea level you are, the more vertical break you're going to get on your pitches. I've always been a guy that on at sea level I've kind of, even the last two years, have had no issue kind of with a fastball. More fastball struggles for me have been in cores because when we get there, my vertical break is, is lower and it kind of goes more towards, you know, league average. Um, so trying to find a way to combat that. Um, so we started messing with the two-seam uh, sinker-type grip, started throwing that, kind of got the feedback that even not sea level, but Arizona level, I was able to take off six, seven inches of vertical break. Hopefully when we get to altitude, that'll continue to come down, and it'll be able to create some separation from my other pitches. Um, it's, you know, it's it's not perfect science, right? We, you know, we don't know for sure that that's what's going to happen but that's kind of the trend of you know that everybody's kind of seen the last few years at cores is when you go to altitude you know vertical break kind of goes there to die so how can we combat that let's try to start with less vertical break and kind of make it more of a true sinker um you know it's obviously complicated but uh i definitely think we're getting kind of the feedback we want and just continue to work on it nobody's really perfected pitching at course field um so we're just trying to find ways and and little advantages to get better and and find ways to have success and find different things that work for you.
2: Gomber was frustrated last year and rightfully so the results weren't there. He moved to the bullpen. And he can wear his arm on his on his sleeve. Yeah, yeah, no, not his arm on his, his heart. Yeah, he wears yeah he wears his heart on his arm, his you, sleeve on his you heart.
1: You wear your arms in your sleeves. Yeah, he
2: wears his advertising patch on his heart as well, there you like because he's he's a loyal company man. But you can tell when he's a little frustrated. And even again after that outing, he he looked pretty, pretty
1: good. <laughs> we were <laughs> like, joke.
2: Who cares? Who cares what happened?
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Um but it is so fascinating man. We were talking before the show about how sort of cliché altitude questions can be and stuff like that. There's an example of how it's actually still fascinating yeah. and how at the top level these guys are having to essentially restructure the approach, right? Like reinvent a pitch or or just take a different and fundamentally different approach with the pitch. That's a very frustrating thing. You've spent your whole career you know, trying to get it right a certain way. And as he said, like, what a very complicated concept, just sort of change the way your sinker is moving. And and just, an, I it's not an enviable position, you know?
2: Yeah, and his curveball worked for him really well in in, in the Texas League, yeah. in the Inter- International League when he was with the Cardinals. Gets on immediately, says, yeah, yeah I'd throw my curveball on the moon. Well, we're about to find out to see what it does uh, at Coors Field. But the other thing that he said, which was kind of interesting, talking about like new wrinkles and, and fresh perspectives, this is something that actually Rockies pitchers can have to their advantage. No one's figured it out yet. Right. There have been a couple of those really solid seasons. I was talking with somebody yesterday about Joe Kennedy. Give it a Google. Go on baseball reference. <laughs> Joe Kennedy, one of the top five best seasons by a starting pitcher, yet yeah, was like, you know, greater than four ERA, and no one talks about him. And it's just, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. But there aren't those dominant seasons that you say, "Oh, I would like to be like that guy." There's not a ton of them, so you know what? It's actually okay to go out there and try some new things. And the level of failure that's acceptable is a lot higher than anywhere else. And, right? That's Hey, true. I-, I was good with my four or five ERA. Like that's that's good. Like that is some success at Coors Field. So uh, so Gamber realizes that. And uh, and that's good that he's not too disappointed by that. Charlie Blackman homered in this game. Ezekiel Tovar, Cole Tucker uh, also got on the board with a home run. Tovar added uh, a single. He had two RBI. But as we said earlier, the story of the game was Brendan Rogers, Gold Glove Award winner last year. You know, stole a lot of base hits. A lot of the defensive metrics really liked him. The metrics also showed he did a really good job laying out for balls, diving for yeah. balls, mostly to his left. On this play, he's diving to his right. Shoulder popped out of the socket. Uh, Bud Black, a little bit hopeful. Here he is talking about the injury to Brendan Rodgers in yesterday's game against the Rangers.
3: The shoulder joint, uh, you know, it, it popped out on him and they and they they put it back in. So uh, not unlike Jonathan Daza last year or other players that, you know, where the his shoulder... You know, pops out of pops out of the joint. So, uh, we'll see tomorrow. In the coming days, I think that's probably more uh, more likely. We'll know something more. Uh, you know, in the in the coming days of how, you know, the degree of uh, you know the trauma in the in the joint. Did
0: they pop that back in? Yeah, the field?
3: yeah. That's that's uh, that's quite common. That's what happens. Susie, getting into, do
2: they pop it back in on the spot? You got to know, right? I've never had that happen. That's such a badass thing, and you see it in movies. Me too. And I kind—I always <laughs> thought it would happen to me.
1: I played enough sports growing up. I'm like, one day they'll have to pop a finger back in. Ooh. It'll be my big tough moment. Never happened. No, never happened. No. So Wait. what's the what's the? I know he says you know they don't know. I mean, like with the Daza thing, how long did that take? Like, what's the timeline? He came back relatively quickly. That's what I thought.
2: That now, a quick turnaround. The first time that happened to Daza, I think it was 2018 when he was in the minors randomly watched a minor league game. He's diving into home plate. It happens. And I'm like, all right, I probably should not be watching live games anymore. (laughs) Um, And that, that sideline him for like the final couple months of the season. Last year that happened. He was, he was doing so well and it seemed like he was back within a month. And so it's probably going to be a few weeks here. Uh, There's still a chance he could even, you know, start opening day. He's obviously just going to have a a lot shorter of a spring training uh, and kind of kind of do the do the spring training thing, get his reps in during the start of the season. So he might be a little bit behind for that reason. Um, that was something he definitely wanted to kind of kill that story and that narrative on this year since he struggled so badly mm-hmm. in April of last year. Um, and so he's going to have to work a little bit harder to do that. But we're just going to have to wait and see what happens right now uh, with him. Could open up a roster spot. Is it Alan Trejo? Uh, Harold Castro already seems to be the utility guy on this roster. But maybe Cole Tucker Hmm. And as you know, Mr. Vanessa Hudgens as well. <laughs> I did not talk to him about that. Uh, I won't be talking to yeah, him about that. Yeah, I figured
1: that. that's not quite your bag.
2: It's not, that's not the form.
1: No. Actually, really. <laughs> it's not what Patrick's out there to learn about. No,
2: I don't think so. Zach Veen did start in center field in that game yesterday for the first time in his professional career. Now, he said on the field on Saturday. So everyone in the entire organization has said, He's a corner outfielder. He's a corner outfielder. Because of his size that he's going to grow into, he should stay there. There's mm-hmm. also a ton of, you know, really good defensive center fielders in the organization already, so you might as well just get him acclimated to one of the corners. He did say on Saturday, "I like center field." And then, you know, I don't know if that was the catalyst or what or maybe this has been the game plan for the Rockies all along, saying the right things, but yesterday he did start in center field for the first time, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him.
1: How many outfielders Truly don't like center field. Just a little bit. I think right. they all like to think in the back of their minds they could do it. Yeah. Center field is actually easier than a lot of the corner positions. But it's a but it's a it's it's flashy though. It's a it's a flat right. you know what I mean? You get to be your Jim Edmonds out there.
2: I was gonna say coming from the guy That's who right. saw Jim Edmonds yeah, being yeah, like yeah, yeah. looking at the ball, not moving for like, you know, the first three seconds and being like just okay, milking now every bit. Run. <laughs>
1: He was yes. such a milker.
2: Edmonds milk that should be a product.
1: Oh this, man, he, he needs to uh, buy a dairy. I think well, he got in on the in the broadcast booth and he's uh, revealed himself to be totally insufferable. So he's plummeting Ooh, down. My favorite, really, my favorite. Yeah, he's doing the opposite of A Rod. Yes, A Rod's exactly. been pretty good in the yeah. booth. He's yeah, been enjoyable. he's doing the opposite. Edmonds is no longer my favorite.
2: Ryan Feltner does start the game today at one ten at Salt River Fields. Last night was a big day. We dropped a new shirt, new merch over at dnvrlocker.com. Place where diehards can get 20% off all the gear, 20% off watch parties. Party buses. Uh, we've got one going on April 29th oh, wow. against the Diamondbacks. So, dude, that's gonna be great. You're going to the game for a win. So that's that's hey. a Actually, the Diamondbacks <laughs> are pretty good. Yeah, Not going wood. But I'll, I'll let Bud Black know what's going on, and so he'll make sure to you know have Freeland go. Oh, He's like, we're gonna give him like seven days rest, so we can start on that Saturday <laughs> Saturday day game uh, for us. Uh, you know, diehard only Discord. We got going on fifteen percent off your tab. Uh, those are the perks. But new shirt drops for Nikola Jokic's. 100th triple-double.
1: Right. Yeah, check that one out. Not since Wilt wow. with a little, the scars are, are popping on that one. It's a, it's a great look from D-line. I do cool. wanna say really quickly though, the the taking the fans to the game experience. Baseball is so built for this. So I do really hope that everyone hops on that and uh, yeah. turns that into the experience it could be because that sounds awesome to me.
2: You get like a shirt, there's gonna be a voucher for food and stuff. So I mean- It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. We're probably gonna come back here for a show you jump on set, do that whole thing, oh, dude. What a treat! That'll be uh, that'll be so much fun. I said this last year around this time, you know that that Nikola Jokic may already be the greatest athlete in Denver history. Here we are a year later, and I'm feeling even better about that statement. Do you think Nikola Jokic is, simply put, in the question, the greatest athlete in Denver history right now?
1: I think he's as good as his game as any athlete in Denver has been. I think most Denverites are going to need to see a title to feel that way, particularly sure. because some of the great Avs and Broncos, John Elway of the past. But yes, Jokic is is of that ilk, dude. He's that's who we're watching. That's what we're talking about. It's been such a treat.
2: Absolutely, yeah. No, he's he's right there, obviously. Um, so this morning it made me think. Oh, triple double. Those are two baseball words. That's triples, right. Doubles, <laughs> w- why not? So of course, had to punch in the old Patty Stats machine. <laughs> Cue the graphic. Oh, but we'll get one. We'll get one. But what yeah, we player do has the most games of hitting just a triple in just a double? So st- all time, it's Stan Usual. For the top five guys who have done it, are our Hall of Famers. Stan Usual, Good day for you to come on. He's he's a Cardinal. He's the, lifer. He's
1: probably the goat. Probably the goat Cardinal.
2: The man. Probably the goat Cardinal. Absolutely is. He is. So he had 24 of those. Rocky's history. A lot of people reached out on Twitter and said, could it be this guy, Eric Young Sr.? A couple of people even said Eric Young Jr. was a common one. What is your guess for which Rocky has, has the most games where they got two
1: hits, one triple, one double? All right. I'm wondering is it Mr. Rocky himself? Is it Charlie Blackman? Oh, you're calling him Mr. Rocky? Yes, yeah, that for is this that generation wrong? for for
2: the current team. Yeah, the current team.
1: You'd be right.
2: Nine, this guy Let's right go. here.
4: My guess was uh Jamie Carroll. Oh, <laughs> Jamie good Carroll? guess. Okay, good guess
1: he played for the team. I like that
2: guess. Uh,
4: and
1: then next up, are we looking at Larry? <laughs> oh, Walker? you're gonna try to run the table, uh, Larry Walker. He's in the top
2: five. He's tied okay. for fourth. He did four times. Does Dexter Fowler sneak in there? He's number. He's tied for second. Oh boy, with five. So, you've got three of the top five.
1: I don't know if I uh, yeah. did. The other two are
2: gettable. Brendan, the other two are gettable. No, I like that. He had, he had some triples mm. in his game. So, think about Well, Fowler wasn't around that long for the Rockies, but Blackman, long ass time. Yeah, yeah. Walker, yeah, yeah. long ass Todd time. Todd Helton? Does Todd Helton? Todd Helton also tied for fourth on the list. He did it four times, hitting at having a triple double, the baseball the variety. The baseball triple And then there's one more guy who did it five times. Oh, man.
1: Now I'm getting. Now I'm reaching. Like cargo, reach Willie no, no.
2: Tavares. Good guess. Cargo, that's a great guess. Okay, no.
1: I'm out. I'm it, out after that. It is
2: Trevor story.
1: Trevor's story. Wow. Trevor story. It wow. Is Trevor story. Ah, he's not bad. Lest you thought we were just reveling in the past, a little <laughs> dose of pain for you all there.
2: That's it. And then you said, "Well, how about triple doubles? Yes, three
1: doubles. Three doubles in a
2: game, at least of any variety or more." Take a guess at who that might be. No, goodness. We've said their names. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't say Jamie Carroll. No. uh.
4: (laughs) Also, I'm a huge Jamie Carroll guy. That was my favorite player growing up. I'm learning that. Clearly. That was was my guy when I was growing up. Wow. Most random Denver athlete ever. And I'm like, yeah, Jamie Carroll, he deserved his ring.
2: Wow. You know, we, we have an ongoing bit where if someone comes in wearing the a black vest, for Rocky's black vest, because you can't really get him anymore now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, If they're wearing a number 17 Ezekiel Tovar black vest, which he's never worn because he came up after that, you get a free beer here at the bar from Susie or I. We'll do that. If you wear a Todd Hollinsworth City Connect jersey, which, again,
3: <laughs> he wasn't
2: <laughs> around for the City Connect. I'm thinking if you have a Jamie Carroll, even a Jamie Carroll jersey, that, that, that's – you get – a beer, and so does you hear. and so yeah. So you hear we we we're, we're gonna get you one if you're wearing some Carol swag.
4: I think it might have been uh, because he, I wasn't he the one that hit the ball for uh, Matt Holiday to get to reach first uh, to reach ho- touch home in yes. that uh, playoff game, the wild card.
2: Everyone clearly has the vivid memories of Matt Holiday slapping home plate, but yeah, yeah, his entire hand I- in the center of home plate, leaving without a shadow of a doubt that he did in fact touch home plate. But the man who hit that ball, the sacrifice fly. Jamie Carroll. And he
4: all you you look really good in that playoff run, by the I way. Was. I he love that. A, yeah, yeah, knows that. <laughs> dude, I Dude, everybody's like bad Holiday. I'm like, but Jamie Carroll got it up. Without <laughs> Jamie Carroll getting it up, you don't got that, you don't that's got true. that win. I, I
2: can't can't refute that at all. Cargo and Charlie Blackman have done it three times. Okay, there you go. The Brendan Vote triple double. The Brendan Vote triple double. That's that's what that's gonna have to be at that point. I, I like how uh, I like how we're phrasing that. And they are phrasing things really well over on Rotowire. wire. Look at you. Have you have you uh Have you ever been had one of your tweets or comments go out on RotoWire as a tip for basketball fantasy players?
1: Um actually possibly. Yes. I think you gotta look it up. Yeah.
2: I, will, I think so. They're, they're big supporters of, of us over I'll here at DNVR at Sports. you got to check that out. Yeah, I, I always like looking and seeing that get picked up. So, again, if you're a fantasy player and you need to know what's going on with who. They probably pick wins
1: tweets, but whatever.
2: Yeah, that's – come on. Whatever. Spread the love around a little bit. But Rotowire is spreading the love out for you guys because if you head over to rotowire.com slash DNVR, they got a special right now for two-day trial for listeners. What's really cool about it is – They're incredibly confident that you're going to like their product. You don't have to put a credit card in. It's not one of those where, oh, it's a free trial. And then if you totally forget about this thing that you signed up, now you're locked in for probably like four years before you realize, wait, what is this on my credit card bill? RotoWire's is not pulling anything like that. They're confident that they're going to hook you up with some really good cheat sheets for your fantasy baseball season, custom player line, uh, custom player rankings to fit all leagues of all varieties. So depending on what your league is valuing most, you can actually figure out, hey, this guy has a lot more value than in any other league because we might be double counting a certain statistic. And Rotowire is a great way of kind of getting you set up so that you're starting out with a lot of success in your fantasy league. They do golf, soccer. I used them last year for soccer to win our DNVR Sports League, you hear? Come on! I ran the table last year. He
4: did run the table. I'm not going to lie.
2: I, I I learned a lot about it. I was like, okay, Sebastian Juicy, he's very good. Thank you, Roto. The table
4: was ran, and it was Patrick <laughs> doing the running.
2: I think I lost one, and then I tied one, and so. But again, that's all due to Roto. Uh,
4: you mean Drew? Maybe. Drew oh, one. What did I say? Tied. Yeah.
2: Yes. All right. We we drew. Yeah.
4: that's right. Oh, oh, oh,
2: I get it. Yeah. He was like, who was it? What does Goodman have? Yeah, yeah. Drew, <laughs> drew like, Butera?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Drew? Drew? Yeah. Drew? Yeah. And
2: they're doing the XFL, too, which is really neat. Oh, that's like, Again, that's how you learn players. Like when I first got into soccer like a decade ago, I was like, I want to get into fantasy leagues and then learn about points. Hey, this guy's undervalued or Very this true, guy man. just got picked up. Very transfer. true. It, it makes a lot of sense. So if you're really looking to get in on the action now to learn, uh, especially about the young guys that are coming up for the Rockies when they make their debut, how much of an impact are they going to make right away? It's fantastic. Again, they got the draft kits, custom, start, sit, add, drop, trade advice, lineup optimizers. Again, go to rotowire.com slash DNVR to take a peek behind the paywall. And again, when your trial's done, you can pick the right package for you. I love that. Baseball season is the time right now. So for DraftKings Sportsbook, you got to make a $5 bet. And when that bad boy hits, $200 in bonus bets instantly if you win. You can bet on spring training games.
1: That's, That's um, awesome. That is awesome. How does one do that, though? It's just... <laughs> like, how does one win those bets is what I'm driving at. If your team scores more runs than the other team. It's sure. that simple. Oh, it's that simple at DraftKings that Sportsbook. Simple. Yes. America's top-rated sportsbook.
2: That's it. Well, you know, th- that's the thing with the Rockies right now is when the starters come out of the game, those young guys that are coming in are still putting their their foot on the pad.
1: That's a good point. They're still that's revving it up.
2: And they're all double-A, triple-A guys that are all also right. really good, that are better than the other team's double-A and triple-A guys. It's one of the reasons why the Rockies are off to a 3-1 and start. Again, spring training, obviously pump the brakes. The Rodgers' inj- injury is is really bad for them uh, if, if he's going to miss a lot of time. But – if you're doing the spring training betting, you know, I think the Rockies could win a, win a handful of games. Some late-ending
1: talent in those. Yes. All right, that's an interesting.
2: Absolutely. Uh, they've, got the, they've got the NBA no-sweat same-game parlays, which I know you know plenty about.
1: Yes, uh, I once won a 10-leg same-game parlay, and that was about a year ago, and I haven't stopped talking about it since. You, you shouldn't stop. 100% profit boost on that bad boy, too. Wow. But with the no-sweat ones, uh, you can just place one, and he, you don't have to worry if you lose, because even if you do, DraftKings is, is hooking you up with a free bet. That's right?
2: That's perfect, yeah. What yeah, a treat. That, you so you can't beat that. I, I like uh, a no-lose situation. Oh,
1: I'm a big head, fan of like, no-lose situations. You hedge
2: your bets where like maybe you put some money down on the opposing team of your favorite team or club, and then if your team wins, then guess what? Your team just won. You still feel good. That's right. So you can hedge your bets with, with DraftKings, and they're going to take care of you in that way. So again, sign up using promo code DNVR, where a five dollar bet can become two hundred in bonus bets instantly when you win. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: So smooth with those ad reads, Patrick. So smooth. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. You're real
4: also, right. real quick, if you're listening <laughs> in Ohio, vote Ohio. <laughs>
1: Void in Ohio.
4: Yeah. Part of that, yeah,
2: it's, it's NL Central territory. That's important to note. <laughs> so if you are a Reds, if you're a Reds fan, you probably know the story of Joey Moppo. Uh Brendan, do you know about Joey Mappo? No. Any guesses who Joey Mappo could be the alter ego for? Oh, Joey Votto. Yes. Joey Votto. Apparently that's been a, an ongoing thing where he'll send videos of himself. This was kind of like before he was on TikTok shaking his oh, booty. Oh, that's right, right. Because he right. you know, he's online videos. now. He is very online. He's out there. Um, I've, I've learned to love him. By the way, he's he is great. He's helping his image. You know, I think even during the pandemic when he was hurt, he was jumping in the broadcast booth, doing those kind of things. Yeah. There was an article on the Athletic where there was a whole you know it was a whole article uh, you know written by uh, C Trent Rosecrans about these these stories that former teammates told about Joey Votto, and so now this year the update is all right, Joey. Do you want to comment on these stories? It's like, uh, yeah, that did happen. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, he likes to take videos of himself fun. mopping around. Uh, and that's, that's a lot of fun. Did you hear about the handshake gate uh, with the Cardinals manager, Ollie Marmel? Uh, can you fill me
1: in on the details, Patrick? I've been NBA'd lately.
2: <laughs> so, so uh, Ollie didn't do anything wrong. He went out to home plate to shake the umpire's hands. And CB Buckner said, psych. Oh. He would not shake his hand. He was still pissed off about something from last season. What? The other umpires were like, yeah, no, he, he you should be shaking his hand. The next day, I guess they patched it up, and C.B. Buckner said, okay, y'all, I will shake your hand, but that's just strange that you're going to hold. That's some, that's some grade-A grade
1: grudge holding right there. Man. That's some hating, actually. That's a lot. That's hating.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- these guys can get over things, and they typically do. Kind of quickly or at least over and off season because they're in the same industry. That's the thing. Even if you don't like someone, you right. know you gotta work with them. That's the thing. And it's like you're they're on opposite sides when they're on the field, and then the other ninety-nine percent of their life, Correct. they're on the same side because they are inside the
1: baseball industry. And you never know too. Like there's a lot of turnover, man. You never know who you're gonna who's gonna be in an organization with you at one point or anything like that. So, that's right. Man, that's crazy. That's some grade A grudge holding. Unbelievable. I never hold a grudge ever.
2: So then that means you're very cool with Matt Holiday, then.
1: Uh, That's correct. Yes. That's correct. Uh, hey, he's got
2: family things to take care of. Jason
4: I, Tatum?
1: I was wondering if you would bring that up. <laughs> uh,
2: that's the
4: one that got I was actually wondering about. if you were. I was yeah. just checking if you were paying attention. I, I listen to the, the show. I listen hey, to all their shows.
1: Matt Holliday, uh, obviously a combined legend in the in in our eyes. Uh, nothing but love for Matt Holiday. Yeah. Nothing but love. Yeah, he's got to take make care of his family. Whatever choices you got to make. make it, it didn't
2: work out. So be it. Um, hey, maybe, maybe the Rockies can swoop in and have him possibly a, as uh, their hitting coach at some point, point. and then also p- play too. Why not? Like get in the lineup one day, old school style. Where if you're if you're short a player, I guess we'll look up to the coaching staff. Bud Black can go an inning if you need Why to. Not? Holiday can get out there. The uh, the Manny Machado deal: eleven years, three hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> he had an opt out after this year, and. $170 million of new money the Padres are handing over to him. Nolan Arenado has to be thinking, or maybe not. Wait, why Why did I just say I, I'm going to just keep my I contract no idea. for what it is? I have no idea
1: why he did that. I, I don't know either. He gets, It doesn't make sense. I think he gets, just obviously wondering. I've never even talked to him. I think he gets strangely kind of principled about this stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? And, like, the direction of the Rockies' org, and then he gets to the Cardinals' org, and well, all right, maybe they didn't win yet, but everyone's moving in the same direction and doing what we need to do, and he wants to be a part of that, and so he just, yes, I'm in. I don't even need to opt out, but, dude, they would have had to pay you, or someone else would have. So I thought that was a strange choice. I'm grateful for it, but uh, I was definitely surprised by that.
4: Especially because think- he can go to another contender. It's not like nobody wants him. All right, Dude, he That's just had a two.
1: great season away from cores. I mean, you got to think that the the in-a-vacuum value is as high as it's ever been or close to it. So why? I just thought it was an interesting choice. Uh, I'll take it though.
2: Yeah. I I think because of the money that the Rockies are are sending over, St. Louis was like, well, actually if we tear this deal up, we can give you that much more because if we're, we're we're giving you more, we're we're giving you our money now instead of the Rockies money. (laughs) So it's like, it's a wash. So you're going to get the exact same amount uh, if we rip that up. And I think, you know, to your point, he, he wants to win and, and he's comfortable and, doesn't maybe want to be labeled as one of those guys who's, yeah, yeah. you know, a, a hired, you know, merchant to, to go out there and, um, you, know, you know, play for a club like that. And, and so, yeah, he, he's comfortable. That, that's, that's, that's where his family is. That's where his, his daughter was born now. So he's, uh, he's enjoying the, the dad vibes. I do like that. Um, the Dodgers, we haven't talked about this off season The Dodgers are going to be retiring Fernando Valenzuela's number 34. Oh, wow. And, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer. Not, not really close. If you if you look at Jaws, which is uh, you know a metric that you know quantifies Hall of Fame players, I was looking at um, Nikola Jokic, where he's like at seventy five percent. I was like a Hall of Famer right now in his right. career if he stopped. So that that kind of bodes well. So there are all those kind of metrics. So um, you know he's like one hundred seventy first best starting pitcher of all time. Right. So right. you know not not a Hall of Famer, but you know one of the best uh, of the nineteen eighties. Fourth most wins. Uh, During the 1980s, you know, was uh, the heart and soul for the Dodgers. And, um, you know, and and ultimately when you retire a number, I think a lot of it is for the fans. Totally, man. The funny thing is when I looked and they announced what day it was, I go, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh, no. It's when the Rockies are in town. Classic. Dodgers taking care of their guys, retiring a number with the Rockies in town to kind of show, hey, you don't have to be a Hall of Famer
1: to recognize the greats of your organization. He might be the actual best case for for what, you know, yeah. the, the retired numbers or Ring of Honor, or whoever, right. that's the exact type of player you're hoping to enshrine and celebrate, particularly because they fall short of being enshrined forever in the hall. But anyone who was around in the moment knows like an essential part of the team's history and character of the fandom.
2: Yeah, when you're when you're talking about baseball in the 1980s for the Dodgers, he's an integral part of that. Integral. Won, won won the Rookie of the Year award and Cy Young award in the same season, 1981. And like, just one of those crazy.
1: Guys, one of those guys that even today young baseball players will learn about at some point. Oh you yeah, know, you'll hear you'll hear his name um, even in 2023. So. That's actually really cool, but of course the of course the Rockies get to be there,
2: and and you know he was you know the greatest greatest uh, Mexican-born pitcher of all time. Rockies have the greatest Mexican-born hitter of all time in Vinny Castilla. Both those guys in the Mexican Baseball Hall of Fame. You know Vinny could be one of those guys. Cargo, obviously. Uh, I asked Monfort about Charlie Blackman. We'll see what happens mm. if he gets traded this this season, which. There's potential for that, believe it or not. But number 19, I think, deserves to go up there because, again, yes, it's about the player, but it's also about the fans who go to the ballpark and say, "Cool, Larry Walker, cool Todd Helton, I've heard of them." But anyone from like anyone else from like 2007 or the last 15 like 20 years, there's not a ton of those. Yeah, not a ton of that representation, you know. Yeah, yeah they they've got to they've got to get that figured out. Pins and aces have it figured out because (sighs) they've got this amazing beer sleeve where. You know it looks like one of your clubs, you know, with a with the little with a little top on it, you know the the head cover, up, and you can put seven cans of seltzer, seven cans of beer. It'll keep it cool for you. So you know, you don't get price gouged there at the nineteenth hole. You can have a good time. They have amazing gear as well. They've got all these different kind of colorways, even Rocky's ones, really cool looking hats. It's a Colorado company. We love pairing with him uh, with them. Uh, they're they're amazing. and again, the beer sleeve is kind of that clutch thing. I think that alone will probably turn some people into. Golf fans if you know that you can carry your own Dude, stuff
1: on you boom You know what the best part of the beer sleeve is mm-hmm. what's a conventional amount of beers? You might buy at the store <laughs> and take with you a six-pack, right? Yeah. It's a normal number Screw six. Let's get a seventh beer in there. That's it. I love the beer sleeve man
2: And and that's that's what you're playing for if you're if whoever's you're sharing the cart with you each get three And then where where does it come out hole number seven? We're battling for the seventh one in the Pins and Aces beer sleeve. Head over to pinsandaces.com and make sure you use code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order. And you get free shipping on top of that, too. Oh, how nice is that? That's Pins and Aces. Backus and Shanker, when you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. They're everywhere to help. Buses, benches. I always pop all the time, too, Brendan, whenever I see a Backus and Shanker ad read. I'm like, those, those are my folks. Those, those are, are my, my guys.
1: 222, 2, two, 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 two. Just start yelling that at strangers. It's all Tulos. It's all too too low. lows.
2: It does sound like you're firing a ray gun. Two uh, two 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 two. If you've been injured by a ray gun or a car accident or a motorcycle or rideshare, boom! Backus and Shanker can help you out. There's no upfront fees. Uh, they're helping everyone who's been seriously injured by the ray guns or otherwise. Uh, they work on your case for free. They work, in fact, until they win money for you. They've won over a billion dollars for folks. Probably because they have a really strong team: 30 lawyers and 100 folks on staff. Uh, They are here to win for you. Again, call them at all Troy Tulewitzkis or of the modern era, all Dazas. Jonathan Dazza, number two. (laughs) 222-2222. Find out if you've got a case for free because Backus and Shanker wins. It's fantastic. And speaking of fantastic, we've got Susie Hunter calling in from Salt River Fields down in Scottsdale with all the news that's... uh, All the news... That's room to fit on our screen right now. And so she there she is. She's fitting on our screen. Hi, I am. How are we doing today, Susie? Um, I'm good. It's a little chilly out today. Uh, we're hoping to get this
0: game in before it rains. But other than that, a beautiful day. Um, lots happening. A lot happened yesterday.
2: Yeah, a lot of news to get to. Um, we, we, we talked about Austin Gomber to start with, of course. Were you surprised almost how good-natured he was uh, after that performance? Because he can get down and he can get frustrated. But it was a good reminder, it's spring training. The results really don't matter all that much. What was your thoughts to kind of hear how positive he was after that outing?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't know what to expect because these guys are (laughs) so competitive. They want to be at their absolute best. So heading down to talk to Austin Gomber after that outing, or after those two outings, rather, such an interesting day. I was expecting him to be in a rough mood and he really seemed unfazed because he is working on pitches that are going to be at their best when they're at altitude. But of course we're not at the Denver altitude here. So it's, it's he's trying to perfect the pitching at Coors field. No one's perfected it yet, but he was in good spirits after that outing.
2: Yeah. Buddy, you know, I said that he's, he's in the rotation. Like that's a done deal. So I think again, knowing that information allows Gomber to say, "Okay, I'm 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 in this rotation. Uh that's good. Uh but Brendan Rodgers out of the rotation uh with the with the shoulder injury. Kind of scary yesterday. I mean, you were there witnessing it and uh and watching Scott Murrayyama, the trainer and rehab coordinator for the Rockies, run out on the field to to help support him. Um what what did you see on that play? What have you heard around Rockies camp about Brendan Rodgers and, you know, how long he might be out for here?"
0: Yeah, we still don't know the timetable right now. But in the moment of that injury, it was so early in the game, Brendan Rodgers makes one of those diving catches that he makes all the time. So it seemed pretty routine, but he never got up. So he's laying on the ground for several minutes. His teammates came over, our trainers came over. uh, One of the Rangers trainers came out too to help out. So we were definitely concerned, but apparently it's a dislocated shoulder. They popped it back in on the field, as we know is customary. Jonathan Daza can do it himself. I think Brendan Rogers got a little bit of help with it. Why not? But from everything I have heard, it seems like the, you know, the examinations that happened after that injury, uh, the results have been kind of promising. He got an MRI this morning. We have no idea what that MRI found, but we're hoping for very minimal lasting damage from, you know, the act of your shoulder dislocating and then popping it back in. Hopefully just a couple of weeks. Buddy doesn't seem too, too concerned right now. So I will delay my concern for a little bit until we know more about the MRI.
2: Yeah, it's probably too soon with it, with an injury like this, because um, I kind of know, know most of the people that are in that room in Buddy's office in the morning to immediately go, OK, let's move on. Hey, who's now, you know, who, who's going to get more playing time at second base? Uh, unless that did happen, but you know, again, we know Cole Tucker, uh, who actually came into the game uh, at that point and and did homer after the Rogers injury on the Robbie Grossman ground ball in the in the first inning. Um, you know, we could see Alan Trejo now uh, as as a candidate to slide in there, uh, possibly at, at second base. But we do we do want Rogers to be okay. I know you also caught up um, one of the assignments that you were hoping to uh, uh, to to accomplish down there was talking with the guys who's going to get an advantage with the pitch clock, and um, you, you you got the words from, from one of the top guys there in the Rockies clubhouse.
0: Yeah, I definitely wanted to ask Charlie Blackman about this because he has been around longer than anyone in terms of the Rockies. <laughs> but I wanted to know what his take was, and he you know he thought about it for a second. He wasn't expecting this question, but he seems to lean towards this benefiting batters, the pitch clock benefiting batters more than pitchers because pitching is so Hard. We know how hard it is, especially at Coors Field. The pitchers have all kinds of little routines to slow down the game, and now that those aren't in their, uh, you know, in their grasp, now that they can't use all of those, he thinks that the advantage is going to be for batters. I need to ask some more pitchers about this too. I'm still conducting this research, but <laughs> it's an interesting time to be down here at spring training with all of these new changes that just really affect every aspect of the game.
2: That's you know, um, and maybe we'll get to it a little bit with you know, the pitch clock, there's also pick the pickoff plays, right? They think it's now called disengagement. You're disengaging from the rubber. So you can still do that. So if you give up a single and you know, there's a lot more cardio in it, like what Susie's saying, you you can't catch your breath now. So you're throwing pitch after pitch after pitch. You want to catch your breath. You can't, well, if you give up a single, you do actually have a moment to kind of have a timeout. You step off the back of the mound, take a deeper breath, but that's now essentially counts as a pickoff. So now you only have one more of those before you got to get the guy at first base, another reason why we could see that running game going. But you're right. I think there will be an interesting advantage um, for, for hitters in that way and an advantage for the Rockies at home because they're at altitude and you can't catch your breath uh, as quickly uh, when, when you've got to throw pitch after pitch every 15, 20 seconds as well. So um, that could be an advantage for the Rockies this season.
0: Yeah, we're going to see some winded visiting pitchers for sure at Coors Field this season.
2: Zach Veen was in center field yesterday. How Did he look graceful? Was he gazelle-like? What was the outlook? I don't know if he, had, <laughs> if he got too many plays out there in center yesterday, but uh, got his first start as a pro in center field.
0: Yeah, you know what? We were running around so much. I really did not get as good of a look as I wanted to get at Zach Veen, but I did see him after the game. His whole family was there, so it's nice that he got to show off for his family. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, he did. That's fantastic. The thing I want you to, to keep an eye out for today, because I talked about this a little bit, maybe on Monday or Friday when I called in. No, it wasn't. It was, must have been Monday. Talked about with PHNX. The ball boys, ball boys, ball girls, bat boys, bat girls, um, they've got to really bust their hump. There was a moment on Saturday's game, and this, so this is Salt River Fields, where these kids are running full sprint to grab a bat or to give the umpire a new ball, and the pitcher's ready to go. Ty Block threw a pitch with a kid still on the field, almost directly behind home plate. Not Ty Block's problem, right? He's he's got to deliver. Um, the Mets have said that they are going to bring their uh, bat person uh, on the road with them. The Dodgers already do that, so there's going to be some like you know combine, some some bat boy training combines because you got to bust your hump. You got to run out to second base if the guy's got a shin guard or an elbow pad and then run back or run down to the first base coach who now has the shin guard. And you're going to be getting a lot of exercise doing that. So keep an eye out There's there's going to be any incidents today, Susie, because we're still figuring this thing out. We're It's still less than a week old.
0: You know, it is so funny how all the little things that this decision has trickled into. Mm. And I think Phillies had um, a Bat Boy issue the other day <laughs> with Trey Turner. So it, we got to keep an eye on this. There is way too much going on, so many changes. And how can we even wrap our minds around these right now?
1: Make sure you factor that into your research, though, across the season, Susie. I want to hear from some Bat Boys and Bat Girls, okay? I want to know how their <laughs> lives got harder. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think someone made the joke on Twitter like, "Oh, the bat boy in the Phillies game uh, didn't make it in
2: time so they executed him." So I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah,
1: start with fair. Start with fair. That seems fair, yeah.
2: Yeah, Coco yeah, Montes is going to need to sh- Yeah, Coco Montes will need to share his smoothie um, with with those people because again, you're getting that workout, you got to replenish those kind of calories. That's going to be an important thing to do. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. Beat the Freeze now in Atlanta. Be, Freeze might just be the one that has to go and get the ball. <laughs> Susie, you might, you might need to place a phone call on behalf of the Rockies to the Eastern League because I know in the past they've had uh, a golden retriever. I know the Trenton Thunder did run out, to, <laughs> run out to grab a bat and then come back. We might need to get some animals involved in this if we're going to keep the game going really quick to grab a bat. Am I right?
0: You know what? If, if the pitch clock will allow us to have more bat dogs... I think that is a win for everyone. That is a win for Major League, that, League Baseball. That will get numbers up for
1: sure. That's how you make baseball better. You did it, Susie. We more, did it. <laughs> we They're did on it. The Rockies podcast.
2: More action, shorter games, more entertainment, more animals. Pitch clock, bat, dog. That's it. And you know what? Let, we can even leave it open to other animals too. Why not? Why? Why does it just need to be dogs? Well, we'll have to, it, part, again, another thing to investigate. Susie, you're very busy down there. You might need to go back down for another week coming up here soon uh, for more of your investigative reporting.
0: Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Let's schedule
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Susie. Well, enjoy the game there today. Uh, what do you think? Same time tomorrow? This is This is going well. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Hopefully I have more to report on my very intensive research.
2: I love it. Well, you know the number. It's 222-2222 for the DNVR Rockies hotline uh, slash if you've been injured or hurt uh, by a bat dog in your area. So uh, we will talk to you tomorrow, Susie. Have a great day. Bye, Susie. I miss yeah,
0: you. Thank you. miss you guys. <laughs>
2: that was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for the bat dogs. I, I think I, there's I, potential for that. That'd be
1: a great way to add character to every ballpark around the co- You all have your own dog. You have to find your own animal. Your own bad animal. How about
2: all thirty teams would need their own breed? I don't. So that's the thing is that I mean, my, you know, in Tampa and Miami, you're like, oh, we got a bat croc.
1: Those things don't move very quickly. Well, it depends when they're mo- motivated, they can. But that's oh. what I'm talking about. Yeah, like that. We need we need regionally appropriate. What would be the best Colorado one?
2: That's what I'm saying. What's the Colorado dog?
1: Fox. I think. Fox. Oh yeah, we fox. had the foxes stop. <laughs> by. Exactly. We the foxes. Oh, yeah. They're
4: already there. Just train them.
1: Bat fox.
2: Ethan says bat bats. Bat bats, not bad. Bat uh, cats. I mean, they'd have to be like, they have to be on the juice. The bat bats can be on PEDs to Here get them go. sizable enough to go ahead and grab the bats. Logan, bat cats.
4: What about bat dinosaurs? We already have a bat. We already have a dinosaur as a mascot. Just get a bat dinosaur. Just finding dinosaur. the
1: live ones is the trouble, yeah, yeah. But I like
4: where your head's no, at. No, just use, use Dinger. He's already out there. So, yeah.
1: You know, the Monfords do spend
2: money on the payroll, but I don't know that they've got like, you know, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park kind of money. money. Yeah. Uh I wouldn't just have the guy's name, John. I think I know his name was John Hammond. Hammond, right? Park. Is that right? John Hammond?
1: Is Hammond, right? We did it. right. You know,
2: what? I'm gonna say we were Let's right. Let's run with it. Uh yeah, they don't have John Hammond money to, to go ahead and, and bring the dinosaurs back. For something like that's that,
1: that's what they want you to believe, Patrick. but that could
2: work. No, there's a there's a dog that seems very popular out right here. People rescue dogs. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, is it's just gonna be like a mutt, right? A rescue yeah. dog. But there's a type of shepherd that's like black and white, has like white face, low to the ground. I feel like that's very common. That's a good dog for people who like to run the trails. That's like a really great dog to have with you. Some kind of shepherd. I'm not like I'm not a, sure. Like a
1: collie or a shepherd. All right. Maybe. All right. What about in Texas? They could have bat armadillos. I'm trying to think of the ones that wouldn't work. Bat dillos? Bat dillos. That could work. Yeah. All right. I like this. We're workshopping. This good stuff. It. We will We will figure it out. Oh, what would New York be a bat rat? Oh, a bat rat. Bat bat yes. Rat. You nailed that. Bat rat. rat for sure. It's easily the bat Especially rat. Especially at City Field. They get the rat for sure.
2: Also in the chat, uh, the Bernie's Mountain Doll. That's also. Not bad. That's popular. Not bad. That could work. I mean, we already have, we've got Bernie for the abs, there you go. but that's slightly different. And it could be a copyright infringement. We'll see if, uh, if the crunkies will have a lawsuit there. We we're, we've had enough lawsuits with copyright infringements around here. Yeah, let's. So maybe we need to steer clear just chill out of the Bernie's uh, uh, Mountain Dog. Have you heard, Uh-oh. Uh, Brendan, have you heard about the great Coors Field Caper? Nope. During the 2020 pandemic season, there were a bunch of jerseys that were stolen and all trails pointed back to Coorsfield. Mm. This was a story that just broke on Monday. Stephanie Apstein does an amazing job for Sports Illustrated. Got together uh, with the uh, San Francisco Giants clubhouse manager. And there was a Pablo Sandoval jersey that was missing. I think Johnny Cueto. Also a bag of jelly beans, um, which factors into this conversation. They were missing and all the all the signs pointed back to Coors Field, like the last stop, the last destination, and slowly but surely, a lot of other teams have got you know phone calls called around the NL West. There's a Clayton Kershaw jersey missing, hmm. Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, uh, Matt Chapman for the A's, and again, all of those signs pointed back to Coors Field during that pandemic season when the Rockies did a really great job in not having to furlough a lot of their employees, but that did mean. They were going to have to pay people that maybe were ushers or maybe they worked in ticketing. Ooh. They were going to have to do laundry. They were going to have to do other things to stay on staff. Say, well, we'll pay you, but we're just going to have you do other jobs, maybe security detail right. that you might not be used analytics to. Analytics
1: guys doing laundry. You got a whole thing. Yeah. Whole laundry thing guys doing on. analytics. Yeah, it's that
2: a- shouldn't have happened, but those wires do get crossed do get from crossed. time to time. And it was, it, again, the phone calls kept going out. They look back at the cameras They were looking at different gates. They saw some things, but it wasn't much of anything. I think a couple people got called in. And then eventually, they actually realized this was going down at DIA. Oh. It was not Coors Field at all. It was not the Rockies. Rockies are completely off the hook. And even though I'm perpetuating this story here and telling it in this way, in this fashion, the ending is, no, somebody at DIA was, when the planes were coming in, usually they would uh, usually this person was waiting until the plane was leaving. Sure. He would go underneath the hall, open up the bags, Jack take a out a couple yeah, choice jerseys um, because the the clubhouse manager and the Giants w- like noticed, like, wait a minute, the bag zipped up a little bit different. Uh. The bags are, the, the, the pants are kind of thrown in there slightly askew mm. and they, you know, these people who work in the clubhouse, you would think, ah, you know what, these are guys, you know, and there's going to be pants are dirty. No, they're, it's pristine. They work, so hard in the story, there is even one point where Tiny Ponarelli he does an amazing job for the Rockies clubhouse, where he leaves the ballpark at one and then he shows back up the next day at five. That's normal,
1: just to double, just to make sure.
2: Yeah, that's normal for him to just like get you know three and a half hours of sleep before the next day's but game. Did they find the individual responsible? They did. A couple items turned up on eBay. Yeah, there the, you go. But the eBay person was getting it from somebody else, so it was changing hand a couple times. The Cueto jersey was sold with the bag of jelly beans, so that was again another. I don't know how they know that the jelly beans were missing, unless they were very special jelly beans for Johnny Cueto. I
1: have a feeling Cueto probably knows where his jelly beans are or aren't at all times. Look,
2: when you think about the all-time greatest people who love jelly beans, it goes Ronald Reagan. And then Johnny Cueto. Like, if they're one and two jelly
1: bean-wise, no? Um, I'll put Cueto one then. How about that? <laughs> oh, you're going Cueto one <laughs> on
2: your depth chart?
1: Yeah, I am. Wow. And so- I'm a Cardinals fan, so think about that. Uh, that's crazy. I'm surprised that stuff doesn't happen more often, by the way. I guess this is why, because right. they always fi- seem to find the person.
2: And and it's something that the guy gets caught, and it's not a caper. It's not even worth reporting. Like, yeah, someone tried stealing some stuff. We caught him. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. end. Like, you're right. That happens all the time. Whereas this one was a lot more involved than... Wait, what's going on? There were other teams involved in it. So the final haul was a pair of Mookie Betts batting gloves, two Fernando Tatis jerseys, a pair of Tatis batting gloves, Johnny Cueto jersey, Sandoval jersey, Matt Chapman jersey, three Cody Bellinger jerseys, Three Clayton Kershaw oh, someone's jerseys. Someone's not
1: keeping up with the times. So
2: And three Mookie Betts jerseys. So that was like when they came to town. Mm. The guy was getting sloppy. He's like, I can't wait for the series to be over. Maybe he wasn't working that shift and was like, I just need them now. A uh, Joe Kelly jersey, again, really wow. getting
1: sloppy. Really getting sloppy. Really
2: getting bad. And a pair of Mookie Betts batting gloves. Those
1: Bellinger jerseys really depreciated in value. Ooh, they really hope did. hope he sold those quick.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know, the guy kind of got a relative like slap on the wrist. But the Joe Kelly one, (laughs) batting gloves. Okay, Uh. that's cool. That works. Also, I'm not sure how you would know batting gloves because I don't think guys. Some of them have you know more detail than others on Mm. them, but it's not the same with like the customized cleats. Sure. That would you know get get a big dollar. I think the those allegedly those items before they got to eBay by a real seller, they were on Mercari allegedly. Mm. So. Makari, when you use promo code DNVR, <laughs> your first stolen item from Dia is fifteen percent off.
1: Wow, look at that! Look at that! Uh, but you, we're not, we're not liable.
2: No, we're, we no, we have, we have nothing to do about that. So, I thought that was just an interesting story that that ended up coming out uh, from that pandemic season because we are now it being March first, we are now in that that range for being three years. From everything like shutting down, right?
1: Isn't that crazy? It's really, been three years. That is hard to believe. Yeah, that is extremely hard to believe. I think
2: it was ele- the March 11th was when the the Jazz came off the field, and Rudy Gobert's like, "Cool, let me just rub some phones on my butt and cough all that's, over That's him.
1: exactly what he did.
2: And that, he's actually hasn't gotten a ton of crap for that since then. Like it's, you know, I, you think about it, like, well, in, depending on who you, you
1: ask on basketball well, Twitter, he's still directly responsible for the COVID outbreak. Yeah. But,
2: but if you really think about like at the time, that was that was obviously a very huge story. And it was like, whoa, dude, you clearly didn't take that seriously. But yeah. I think so many people in our country and the world didn't take it seriously
1: that he's like, Well, he's just he's, oh, the, right. totally, he's the face of being laxadaisical. Totally. Talk about things that didn't age well. I think mean, within a month, I think he yeah. deeply regretted that. And then two days later,
2: March thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, oddly enough, that was when it all shut down. And uh, I was still a teacher at that time in a high school. Um, and I said to everyone half jokingly, but half serious, see you in August. And, uh, and I was right. I was right.
1: Not, not happy about that, but just reading the tea leaves that uh, this thing was serious. I just want to say, put a bow on, on our story. I'm really glad so much has gone so poorly for the Rockies. The reputation's taken a hit. I'm really glad that we don't have to end their thieves and they steal your jerseys. I'm glad this story has found a different ending.
4: Yes. The best part about it is they'll, they'll wash it first though. Yeah, they'll wash it first. They'll yeah, wash it, then, you, steal then they'll it. steal it.
2: And then they will do that. Uh, Bly Madris is a player that um, he went to Colorado Mesa University, really good baseball school out there on the Western Slope. His birthday is February 29th. He's only been able to celebrate his birthday mm. six times. So is he six years he's old? He's six years
1: old. That's correct. He's six years I've old. asked scientists about this. That means he's six.
2: When do you celebrate your birthday if you were born February 29th? The 28th? Or do you celebrate it today? No, know, you have to wait. You just don't get Yeah, to...
1: you just get fewer birthdays. You just have to wait till it comes back around.
2: I have uh, a friend of mine who, he's like my father's age, mm. but his wife was born on
1: February 29th. So, oh, what a lucky break. So
2: he like jokes, he's like, yeah, yeah I'm married to an 18-year-old. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so
1: it's, Doesn't have to get her true. gifts every year, right? No, yeah.
2: I guess not. I don't know. You hear, I, I feel like it, February 28th is the day you would celebrate. Because... It's got the February in it, although it is the day after February twenty eighth. I don't know. I Look, think you have to be twenty eighth
4: it have to be twenty
1: eight. That's how right? I would do it. But again, I still think that they don't get to. They don't get to celebrate it unless it's a leap man.
4: year. Man, all you do is celebrate both days. That's no.
1: All you you just you got to wait, man. No birthday this Talk year. Talk about
2: two ends of the spectrum and extremes. You're going two days.
1: You're going none. You know those people that want to stretch their birthday celebration into a whole week? These people want to, you know... These people. You don't even have a birthday. And here I am celebrating it on the 28th. Unbelievable.
4: It's also such a weird thing just to add half. Instead of just adding an extra day or something, like half a day? It's definitely a suboptimal system.
2: Yeah. yeah, Maybe there's a time like at 11.59 on February 28th... Platform two and three quarters. What if you lived on like a time zone like, like where the time changes if you like walked or there I'll could go be a worker party
1: but i'm not getting you a gift
2: if you were born on february 29th
1: yeah and you asked me to a party on the 28th i'll attend it but i'm not getting you a
4: gift well here's not, the catch it's not your birthday. here's the catch do you need to make up for it because they didn't get anything you do have to get them that's, really
1: good gifts that's every my question. 29th yeah so you, like you every 4
4: years you got to get them like here's your brand new ferrari bro that's sorry right. for missing out <laughs> your last three birthdays like that's right
2: but how would you know you'd have to really know that they were born on february 29th Otherwise, if it's like the last week of February or first weekend of March, you're like, oh, is this a February 29th kind of thing going on here? I got to be cautious. Maybe I don't get anything for this person.
1: Yeah, no, you have to, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention. this is why, and people have asked me this before, this is why I simply don't have any friends with leap year birthdays. Too complicated, and you're not worth it.
2: Only 16 big leaguers have been born on February
1: 29th. 16. Yeah, because it's a fake date, Patrick. That's why.
4: Also, are you like actively going out and asking people when's your birthday? What in saying, late
1: February? Yeah. What I'm saying, once I find out that your birthday is on the 29th, I'm out.
2: Well, here's the thing: on Facebook, can I mean you could probably set your birthday for the. Nobody actually remembers birthdays they just go on on Facebook and go, oh, dude, hey, happy belated. It was a week ago because you haven't gone to Facebook for a week. So if your birthday is February 29th, does that even register in the Facebook algorithm? Or are people who are born on February 29th ball face lying and telling people, hey, February 28th. And you're this like, This is what Wait I'm talking
1: about, Patrick. These people can't be
2: trusted. 25% of the people I'm friends with on Facebook were born on February 28th. I don't
4: believe Some it. of you
2: were born on leap years. We see you out there.
4: What about uh, people that are born on uh, February
3: 30th?
2: Do you want to tell them? Or I had to deal with the Jamie Carroll thing. So, so.
4: yeah,
1: here it's – they call it a leap year – We'll talk about
4: it off air. We'll talk great. About it off I appreciate air. this very much. Yeah. We will. Uh, if somebody wants to give me a calendar, I'm more than happy to look at it. I will.
2: Brendan, you did an amazing job. Oh, thanks, you, man. You are the DNVR Rockies' Danny Ainge. Oh, wow. Do you know why? Do you know why you're the Danny, why the Danny Ainge of DNVR? Why? So Danny Ainge, great, great basketball player. Was he ever an all-star? May have been.
1: I actually don't know if Danny Ainge was if an all-star.
2: If he was, like, we're talking like one or two years. I'll say, I'll say two Probably. years. I'm going to go two years for Danny Ainge as an all-star. He might have just been like a career six man. He won Nin- a couple
1: 1988. Rings. So one year? I think it's a one-year
2: All-Star. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Good for me. And he was also a second baseman with the Toronto Blue Jays.
1: Oh, So one of the few
2: people who was a two-sport athlete, often forgotten. You, you start the list with Bo Jackson, you go to Deion Sanders, and then eventually at the bottom of the list, you have Danny Ainge, Toronto d- Blue I Jays, Boston Celtic.
1: I didn't know that. I never wanted to be associated with Danny Ainge before, but I'll wear this one proudly. Now it was fun, man. You're was okay. To you're be you're being in our Ainge. To me, fun.
4: you're my Danny Ainge because you're just very fundamental. Oh, You're okay. the fundamental you're structure fundamental. of DNVR. Because yeah, I love the Celtics because I bleed green. I mean, you're the biggest Jason Tennant fan, I know. That's right.
2: <laughs> well, for some fun and mental things, uh, go to at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm
1: at on Twitter. Oh, I'm also on Twitter at Brendan Vote. It's my name,
2: and you hear because you have so many underscores. You just go ahead, take it away. It's actually at Jamie Carroll 1993 on Twitter. Uh, you have another handle too, though. What's that Uh
4: right? My personal handle doesn't matter. Follow at the dnvr underscore rapids. That's the one I care oh, about. Oh, look most. at it! Nice plug. So, no, no. I nice tell plug. people
2: your It's at you here underscore g underscore vasquez. That's
4: actually wrong. It's yeah here underscore vasquez underscore. Yeah, I'm not remembering. that. Even better. Yeah, even nobody better. does, and nobody can even spell my real name. So just call me Yaya. We're I good. just call you
2: Yaya. <laughs> yeah yeah jamie carroll fan 1993 uh you got to get that handle now yeah Jamie Carroll. Yeah, i love it uh, i'm down with that uh and, and i hope you're down with us tomorrow because we've built a lot of momentum but unfortunately you know what they say about momentum when it comes to podcasts brendan
1: i do know but it's better when you say it
2: it's only as good as your next show
1: there so we go. will
2: talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m on the dnvr sports channel on youtube